Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Tuesday, October 13th, 2020. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill. The best dentist you're ever going to go to. Utterly compelled to himself. And, and that sounds eerily familiar to what he said last year about Adam Vinatieri. The least of his worries are Adam Vinatieri. Right, well, that didn't come to pass. Adam Vinatieri uh, didn't finish the season with the Indianapolis Colts. He was replaced by Chase McLaughlin. I don't think anybody's going to replace Philip Rivers because Jacoby Brissett just isn't as good as Philip Rivers is. We saw that last year. We saw that in 2017. Philip Rivers has flaws like throwing it to the other guys, but he's not as good overall. He's not a guy you can trust to lead you to a win in the measure that Philip Rivers is. So yesterday he said, I'm sorry, I got a little bit overdramatic in saying what I said about Philip Rivers. And, and of course, and we, we talked about that yesterday, because your biggest worry has got to be your quarterback, no matter how good your quarterback is. The biggest worry for Sean Payton is Drew Brees. The biggest worry for Bruce Arians is Tom Brady. This is your biggest worry. This is your biggest point of differentiation in whether you win or lose. As a franchise, that's what your quarterback is. Of course, you're concerned about your quarterback week in and week out. To say that you're not concerned about your quarterback is utterly ludicrous. So, Frank Reich apologized. Now, the question becomes, at what point, although, you know what, last week at this time, how many of you people who are being really, really critical of Phillip Rivers and the Indianapolis Colts were happier than hell with the Colts at 3-1? and one? And say, oh my God, Philip Rivers is a revelation. Over the last three weeks, he's thrown one pick. This team's on a roll. They're moving forward. And now, because he threw the pick six and he threw another interception, you're saying something completely different. Try to be consistent week to week to week. Don't be this guy, all right? What I have told you since camp is that Philip Rivers is a guy who is going to be really accurate, laser-focused accurate. 25 throws 
and then one, he's going to make a bad read and he's going to throw it to the other guys. He did it throughout camp. He's done it throughout his career. This is who he is. This coming week against the Bengals, he might be clean. He might go, let's say, 21 or 23 of 31 for 218 yards. And, and the Colts win another game, let's say, 21-13, something like that. You're going to say, ah, Rivers is back. And then, after they also beat the Detroit Lions, they're going to play against the Ravens, and he's going to look terrible again. And you're going to say, man, this guy's awful. we got to swap quarterbacks and go to Jacoby Brissett. Remember what Jacoby Brissett is, an utterly non-dynamic quarterback who refuses to make big plays. He checks down and checks down and checks down, and it takes four and five seconds. So in 2017, he was sacked 52 times, which led the NFL. Jacoby Brissett is not the answer. Phillip Rivers is likely not the answer either. If you want a quarterback who's going to take the Colts to the playoffs or deep into the playoffs, neither of these guys is the answer. Is Jacob Eason the answer? Who the hell knows? I have no idea. We don't know anything really about Jacob Eason other than he's pretty damn good last year at Washington, and every team in the NFL passed on Jacob Eason at least twice. He was drafted in the fourth round by the Colts. That tells you a little bit of something about the esteem with which the NFL judges Jacob Eason. He might wind up being a terrific quarterback. He might wind up not being a terrific quarterback. The Colts are in a bad place. Andrew Luck put them there. And Chris Ballard has got to get them out of there. Chris Ballard has got to find a franchise-level quarterback in order to lead this team to where it needs to go. Because without that franchise-level quarterback, you can't get there. You, you look over the last 20 years, the quarterbacks who have gone, who have taken their teams to a Super Bowl, 80% of them are at an elite level. You've got some anomalies like Rex Grossman and Joe Flacco and Nick Foles. But other than those guys, what you've got are great quarterbacks like Brady and Manning and Breeze and, and Roethlisberger going to the Super Bowl. Rivers, for all his glory and all the bluster about him being a Hall of Fame quarterback, never been to a Super Bowl. So there you go. Um, it, well, we found out some other stuff from Frank Reich yesterday. Darius Leonard and Anthony Costanzo, they're making progress, which is a good thing because both guys were missed. LaRaven Clark, love LaRaven Clark. A wonderful guy. He'd be a terrific house guest. You, you would want him as a friend. What you don't want him as is a left tackle, a starting left tackle protecting the blind side of a guy like Philip Rivers who can get his clock sped up by relentless pressure, which is what we saw on Sunday as he tried to keep Miles Garrett from getting to uh, uh, Rivers. So uh, let's not see uh, Loraven Clark anymore. Whatever Anthony Costanzo needs to do to make certain that he's on the field on Sunday, I recommend he do. I don't want him to get hurt, but come on, let's go. Um, yeah, Reich needs to be careful about using the same phrases again and again. Let's talk about something happy, and that's Frank Vogel winning an NBA title. One of 34 guys to ever coach an NBA championship team, Frank uh, Vogel, got that done and good for him. One of the nicest guys, really an utterly nice man who you could talk to 
have a good conversation. He didn't worry about stuff. He very comfortable in his own skin. I always enjoyed being around Frank Vogel, and to see him succeed at this level is just terrific. I thought he got a raw deal here with the Pacers. Uh, he, you know what? I, I didn't think he took the kind of care he needed to in, in, in selecting his next job when he went to Orlando to coach the Magic. They had no chance to win. Then he gets an opportunity to go to the Lakers. It winds up great. He, he, when you get to coach LeBron James, you got a chance to win a championship, and that's exactly what happened with Frank Vogel. Congratulations to him. Tuesday night football tonight. I don't know how many times that's happened. Not many, I don't think. Tennessee is going to host Buffalo. I got a little stake in this game in that Stephon Diggs has got to get 19 or more points for me to win my fantasy game, so I'm paying a little bit of attention. Uh, the White Sox fired Ricky Renneria, which is a shame. Poor Rick Renneria. Uh, one season as the the manager of the Cubs, that was 2014, they commit. Theo Epstein says he's our guy for 2015 as the Cubs are ready to win. And what happens? Joe Madden becomes available, and Rick Renneria is out the door. He manages four seasons for the White Sox after that. The White Sox ready to win. They go 35-25 and 25 this season. And then in the postseason, Rick Renneria looked like he was overmatched in the moment as uh, the White Sox participated in uh, the wild card round of Major League Baseball's playoffs against the Oakland A's, and they lost 2-1. to one. Uh, Renneria did not look like a guy who was meant to manage uh, in the postseason. We'll just put it that way. The use of the bullpen, I thought, was ridiculous. Anyway, Renneria out as the White Sox are on the precipice of potential glory. He's made a lot of money managing and developing and being a steward of a franchise. But he's out in Chicago again, kind of through no fault of his own. And then Rick Hahn talking about the opening and what they are going to use the opening to try to generate. Sounded a lot like Kevin Pritchard. In talking about the Pacers opening, he said what he wants to do is get a bunch of outside uh, perspective on the White Sox organization. And so he's going to do that. That's what Kevin Pritchard said. He wanted the candidates to give him a lot of perspective on how they would attack his roster. So he's got an idea of kind of where the bodies are buried, how they perceive the roster, and how they self-scout. They're going to allow this search to inform makes a lot of sense. I think it's smart. Joe Morgan died at the age of 77 yesterday. Joe Morgan, you know what? When you think of when you think of baseball in the 1970s, you think of a lot of different guys. Joe Morgan might have been the best baseball player in the 1970s. He might have been the player of the decade. Two-time MVP in 75 and 76 was fantastic in eight seasons with the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, stole a lot of bases, scored a lot of runs, hit for power, had an OPS of over one uh, a couple of times, I think at least once, was a good defensive second baseman. He's as good a baseball player in the 1970s as there was. You look at guys like Reggie Jackson, who would be another candidate, maybe Brooks Robinson, maybe Pete Rose, maybe Johnny Bench. How about that big red machine? They were incredibly good. You look at the starting eight. If they had had pitching, they would have won 125 games a season. Rose, Concepcion, Morgan, Perez, Bench, Griffey, Foster, Geronimo, 
my God, who had that? How many, how many teams in Major League Baseball today can you name their starting eight? And you can go more than eight deep with Reds, right? You can get into the Bernie Carbo type guys, right? Merv Rettman played for the Reds. I wasn't even a Reds fan, but you knew all of the Reds, all of that. Bill Plummer as a backup, uh, a backup catcher, for goodness sake. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? Uh, sad that Joe Morgan died. Not a great broadcaster, I got to tell you the truth. I didn't enjoy him on Sunday Night Baseball, but what are you going to do? As a player, he was uh, splendid. Doug Hull, happy birthday. Nate Miller, the great Andy Hunter. Andy Hunter did something on his soccer field I've never seen before or since, and it was fantastic. He's running down the wing. He's got the sideline here, and a ball's going to go over his head. He just can't get to it with his head. So he reaches up with his hand, and he taps it back in play. And the official didn't call it. Brilliant. Great hand-eye coordination from Andrew Hunter. Uh, Mikey Granato celebrating a birthday. Former intern at 1070 The Fan. Tim Wilkerson. Lori Cantillo. Happy birthday. The great Orly Knutson. The humdrum Norseman celebrating a birthday today. And J.D. Hamilton. Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. It's best done with an honest and specific compliment today. What are we doing on Inside Indiana Sports Now? We're going to talk to Nick Sirianni, the offensive coordinator of the Colts. It's what we do every Tuesday, and I can't wait. Because Nick Sirianni is not going to give us that same old rigmarole about uh, Philip Rivers is the least of our worries. We're not going to get that from Nick Sirianni. He actually kind of tells you stuff, and he's got a good sense of humor. So we enjoy Nick Sirianni. We'll do that today. Let's say 2 o'clock, shall we? Book it. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.